so um, and this is what came up in me this morning and I want to let you all know that I see that present I see that present that because we have you know one mind we have one intent we have one purpose and the Holy Spirit is what did as we're able to come together and do what the Father have called us to do which is going against the grain you know we have an assignment uh, that's highly challenged but people are catching on I had a vision of a major uh, ministry uh, this morning uh, talking about uh, Zekar, spelling the word out Zen what Zen mean what did I said what <laughs> you know I just shocked that they were teaching it it won't tell me it was teaching it I ain't gonna say the name but I was shocked I said great they finally getting it okay so we're on the forefront of this transition this resetting that the Holy Spirit is doing in the body and that's bringing us totally back to where everything got off so he can manifest like he want to y'all catching it now that happens that great power was there because of the people coming together and the leaders were able to do what they needed to do now y'all remember in ministers class we shared how the power of authority resides in the ability of the actually the power of authority resides in the power of submission well you don't have no submission then you're not going to have a manifestation of power there were three small cities. I've, I've been there. I've been to Israel. I went there. Well, Yeshua, he couldn't do no mighty works because of their unbelief. And then in Luke chapter 7, he said that Ceterian, that, that, uh, that Roman, that Gentile, he had more faith expressed when he said, speak the word only. Then Yeshua said, I, I've seen him in the whole nation of Israel. And they got the word. They, they, they know. They got the assignment to express the Father to all these other nations. But yet I haven't saw this type of faith in them. And the faith that he was talking about is because that satyrian said, people are under my authority. And I tell them what to do and they do it. So I understand authority. You don't have to get no oil. You don't have to prophesy. You don't have to do nothing. Just speak the word of authority and my servant will be healed. You see that? And because of his understanding of authority and submission, he was able to get a miracle where Yeshua didn't even have to go to his house. And he said, man, I, I haven't saw this. You, you seeing it now? So everywhere you look in terms of leadership teams and congregation moving forward, the power of God will manifest if we all understand submission and authority. You all seeing it? And then the one is the unity. Ananias and Sapphira, they did not die because they lied to the Holy Spirit. If they died and Elohim is not a respective person, guess what? It really shouldn't be nobody here. Well, the blood of Yeshua, lying is still wrong when you get through with it. So it wasn't that they broke the power of unity. They got together and made agreement within their marriage covenant that was against the corporate uh, power that was moving or the corporate agreement that was manifested. Corporate always will overpower the individual. So them husband and wife, they got together. We're going to sell this, but we keep something for ourselves. We ain't stupid. We need some money. Shoot, them church folk, they are so-and-so, so-and-so, child, so You know, we're going to use some common sense. And came in there, each individual with a plan, and they lied. When they lied, they actually broke the power of unity, and the Holy Spirit was moving in such a dimension that unity is what did them. Unity had to move anything of discord and division out of the way. And that's what pure unity, it, it'll, it'll do that automatically. Anything that's not an agreement, not flowing, it'll move it. And it just happened to be them. And they were born again. Okay? So we be saying, we want that in. I don't, uh, Lord, give us this. Lord, give us that. And I be thinking, okay, <laughs> you know, if he do it, he don't have to do stuff. He do it all the way, whatever he does. All right. So um, 
We have that here. The Spirit of God just told me it's here. It's amongst the uh, people that's here now. You as believers, you know, we working together. Uh, that 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 power is here. That heart is here. I see it very clear. And we need to recognize it, okay? Because you just don't come out and put your time in something you really don't believe in. This is not a traditional church. You know, you're not going to heaven because you serve your church. That's not what we teach. You know, you go to heaven because you keep the faith. You catching it? And as an individual, we push individuality, individual relationship. Uh, how's your stuff at home? Whatever's happening at home, when you come to a church, per se, what we say, you bring what you got at home and we got an overflow. We don't come to church uh, to get a blessing or get healed. You get healed at home. We teach how you do it on a personal level. Y'all getting it? So that's what that's where we at, and that's what we want to be doing. So let's get back here, and I do do I do need my time uh, running so I can um, keep up, or I can. Okay, so we we stopped at uh, about uh, let me see about thirty minutes, something like that. You know. Okay, uh, what is your vision? What is your plan? Right. We went over that. There's just review. We're gonna get down to where we stop. If anybody remember where you stop, where we stop, just stick your finger up. You know, uh, what is my plan for success? What is my plan for breakthrough? What is my plan to move from where I am to where I want to be? Okay, we got to have a what? Plan. It's not happenstance. We got to plan things out. Okay, now motivation. What I'm doing is these are questions. Now we're talking about a motivation, attitude, and planning. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? Motivation, attitude, and planning. All right, and then those are questions that we have to ask ourselves and we just don't do this on Tuesdays and Sundays just like we don't work uh, do the work of the ministry on Tuesdays and Sundays it's, it's, it's every day that something needs to happen we make it happen just like this week uh, Minister Derek he was up you know here getting the uh, YouTube making sure that that function right you see so that's what we're all about we're not just a you know Sunday morning Christians right alright so we have to make sure that we understand that all right, now, um, so, uh, what is it? What's your vision? What's your plan? Let me see. Am I? Okay, it's motiv motivation. Motivation is what? The force that moves us into action. Force that moves us into action. And motive is a what? Reason for what? Doing, Doing something. Okay, we're just reviewing. All right, most people want to be motivated. See, this one I got is, here we go. Most people want to be motivated. They want to be hyped up, but they don't want to change. You know, we go to a motivational, uh, you know, motivational speakers are making 20, 30, 40, $50,000 for motivating people for one hour or less. And I think it's, it's crazy. I really do. I think it's just a business that has been developed and we're looking for a shortcut when you can pray in the spirit and build yourself up and get all the supernatural power you need you catching it and so that's my now you got other views about it but that's great <laughs> you know i'm just letting you know what i think about it so motivation is i got to be what willing to what tear down something in order to be motivated enough to build something else up people want more time more money more friends more success they want more and more in order to get more you have to you what all right some of us don't know where to go and get to more i'm just reviewing proverbs 10 4 he who has a what becomes what 
So a person don't want to work, they're not going to really move forward. I'm just talking about working a job or working a career. I'm talking about working on ourselves, building my, uh, uh, working on my character, you know, uh, what I do when people don't see me, uh, working on my, my habits, working on getting rid of bad habits, training myself to take on new habits, you see, working on my ability to focus, you seeing it? Working on my uh, family, I want to be a successful, per first of all, believer, saint, Christian, I want to please the Father. That's my prayer every day that I be a successful son to you, Father, and please you. And then I want to be a successful husband to my wife, husband, father to my wife, father to my children. I want to be a successful uh, pastor and servant in whatever capacity you want to use me in. I want to be a successful uh, entrepreneur, businessman. You know, Holy Spirit lead me, guide me, direct me to be successful. But I have to work on it. I can't just jump up and run out the door going to work and then spend no time in prayer working on me working on my devote y'all catch what i'm saying all right so and uh who has a slack hand become poor but the hand of the diligent makes what Amen. you know this this that's a principle work is a principle you know being doing something and you don't have to do stuff just to be doing something that's a that's one uh that'll cause failure if we just got to be doing something because if i'm not doing stuff in purpose i'm gonna create a worse uh, situation or I'm going to get into something I shouldn't have got in, probably break something or mess something up because I just want to be doing something. And it's great possibility, 99.9% .9 possibility that that's the time I should be quiet and listen. Y'all hear me? I, I can feel you in there. I just don't feel like I'm doing anything. Okay, well, don't do nothing. <laughs> I had to learn this. Listen, pray in the spirit. Listen, settle down. That's quiet. He want to give directions then. Okay. All right. Now, those that uh, those that are focused, dedicated, and committed, uh, those that are focused, dedicated, and committed, am I there? No. All right. Those that put action to their words. Those that are not detoured, held back, or won't allow anything to restrain them, ready to jump over every hurdle and obstacle that comes their way because they know what they got to do. Let's look at Hebrews eleven and six. Well, you know what it says. Now what? But without what? But without living out of the born again spirit, Iman, or Imona, the transcript, the root word Iman, without living out of the born again spirit, y'all catch that? It's impossible to please the Father. So if I'm living in the flesh, every minute that I'm in the flesh, my life is not pleasing him. And I'm praying that I have a life every day that pleases him, right? So the minute I get in the flesh, which I just had to tell us something, you just got in the flesh and didn't please the Father. Oh, I just did <laughs> Yeshua had a cool spirit. Nothing really upset him or, or got him, you know, uh, you know, out of his, what he was doing. But he did get upset about unbelief. Now, that really bothered him, that unbelief. Now, those that put, put action to their words are committed people, right? Those that are, I, I just read that then. All right, and it was Hebrews 11 and 6 that when we are living out of the spirit, Galatians 6, live out of the spirit, we won't bring to completion the lesson and cravings of the flesh. Now, Ecclesiastes 10, 10 amplified uh, says, if the axe is dull and the man does not sharpen, though it wit means sharpen the edge, he must put forth more strength, but wisdom help him succeed. I mean, if you don't know about chopping, if you're chopping some wood, you got a dull axe, you're going to, you'll get a chop. <laughs> you flat going to work and sweat and get that work out in, whether you want it or not. And it's going to take longer. Just stop, sharpen the axe, and it'll cut right on through there. You'll be through going back. That's what wisdom does. 
See, if we if we having problems getting stuff done and don't have enough time and this, that, and other, what it is, we need some wisdom to sharpen some things up and tell us how to do it. It can be done. And I did a, a, I did a chart on time about the amount of hours there are in a week. So it's 24 hours in a day, seven times, 24, two times, seven is 140, and two times, uh, uh, where I'm at, 24 hours in a week, two times seven, 140 hours, and then the, the 168 hours in a week, 10% of 168 is about 16.8, something like that, right? So 16 hours out of a seven-day period, how much of that time do I actually dedicate to my father uh, and to serving him uh, personally, devotion, studying scripture, uh, witnessing, doing the work of the ministry? Am I getting my 16 hours in? Am I, am I really putting it in? And if we can uh, evaluate ourselves and we'll find out where we are. That we got time, but because we're not using it wisely, that's the reason why I'm not able to accomplish what I, I need to accomplish. And that's why I keep saying I need more time. We really don't need more time. We need more wisdom. You see it in there? So, you know, twice a week meeting, that's not it. That's why I was saying earlier, we want to go on an individual, personal. What am I doing daily to witness? What I, what, who am I praying for daily? Do I have to wait till I come to church to do something? And then now I got my religious obligation fulfilled and I feel satisfied in it. That's not it. I should focus and that's what I do. I focus on how many of these hours am I spending, you know, for my father's business or doing his business, whether I'm in prayer or whether I'm in the word or whether I'm encouraging somebody, talking to somebody, you know, doing work of the ministry, you know, and stuff like that. You know, so we have to look at that. Y'all catch it? Because it's very important. All right. Now, the sharper the axe, the easier the work will be. And that's why, number one, we coming together and need to understand. Keep Let me know when I got like 10 minutes left and stuff like that. When we come together, it's a lot easier for us to get stuff done when all of us come together. First Corinthians uh, 12, I believe. You know, we got different areas. Many, there are many in the body, one, many members, but the members make up the body. We're individuals, but we make up the body. And each one of us, uh, First Corinthians 12, excuse me, uh, 12, Okay, talks about that. Is that what administrations of the spirit? Yeah. All right. But we all got something. We got a part to play. Everybody have a part to play. And for so long, see, we've been taught that if I want evangelizing, then I'm no use. I'm no good. That's it for me. I'm no. I can't pray, so I'm no good. I'm not. I'm not can't pray. Everybody need to pray, and everybody do need to evangelize. But I can't pray like Deacon so and so, so I'm not no good. Or man, I can't teach like like Sister so and so, so I don't. No, no, no. What about administration? We're gonna look at them doing ministry of health. Administration is just all of them are equal importance. Administration is important. Uh, knowing how to manage stuff is important. You know, there are ministers of finance. Ministers of administration you know who are called to ministry they teach the word and stuff like that and most likely that area of calling would be over in teaching and elevating enhancing the body of believers and giving them wisdom impartation not impartation of knowledge in the area of finance that's needed y'all catch me now that's highly needed we need to know how to manage money we need to go no secular somebody, some motivation, some somebody doing something. No, it should be ministers who are called in the word, teaching the word, and 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 building the believers up and manager and that anointing be up resides upon them to do that. Because if you're not managing properly, you might teach it, but it's not effective. 
Okay, the sharper the axe, the easier to work will be. You got to be willing to change. Get back on track. Bring in the destruction to bring in what? You got to destroy something in order to construct. You can't keep what you had and expect to build and go forward. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to me. Uh, excuse me. You have no obligation to do what your what? What your sinful nature urges to do. For if you live in its dictates, you will what? Be separated, cut off. Cut off from what we should be uh, having, what we should be owning, what we should be occupying. But if through the power of the Spirit you do what? The deeds of your sinful nature. See, that's work. That is work. Y'all catching it? And then if you run with somebody that's going through the same thing you're going through and you're talking about the same things, can the blind lead the blind? Yeah. What'll happen to them? Both fine. Yeah, girl, I understand. Yeah, bro, man. Yeah, dog. I mean, I got, yeah, man, me too, man. So, and everybody just in the ditch, though. Mm -hmm. You need somebody that's out the ditch <laughs> to come in. Okay, this is the way you get out this ditch. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, change. Let's look at change. Change. Nothing will detour you. Nothing will distract you or derail you. When I have a spirit of change, nothing will do what? Or give me what? Or give me what? From where? Oh, girl, don't take all that. You know, go relax. You know, have some fun. Do this. Do that. Plan a vacation. Do that. We have to balance things. I'm going to teach the Sabbath principle or the principle of Shabbat. That's a lifestyle. That's actually a lifestyle. Even fasting and consecration, that's a lifestyle. That's why we don't do Daniel fast once a year. Because people lose weight and gain it right back. That's it. The testimonies fade out in February. I've watched it happen. I said, that's not, anything's not effective. I don't know about you, but I look at it and find out why is it not effective. And I need to make some changes. You know, choice change. We're, we change by choice. Some of us change by force. Y'all catch it? You Something happened you didn't expect to happen. Now you got to change and adapt to it or else. That's a force change. Job relieve you. You got off a, a job in another state. Now you got to move. It's not your choice to move. You got to move, right? Choice, change, transmission. We talked that. I think that's on the YouTube or somewhere out there. Okay, so when, uh, nothing would have told me from doing what I need to do. Change is not change until you do what? But very people do what? Change is not change until you, but very people do what? What about in the health area? In the area of health? Hey, that's high fructose corn syrup. It's more addictive than crack cocaine. It'll make you feel like you're not full so you can get, keep eating and stay overweight. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, but just give me, I'm going to get this anyway. And then the doctor give a death threat. <laughs> Y'all see it? That's just an example of changing. Change is not change until you change, and most people don't want to change. We have had uh, Dr. Uh, Bill uh, Wallach, Nobel Peace Prize winner. He have came to our ministry, did a health uh, conference, talked about this stuff, talked about the 70 minerals we need, talked about all of that. One I remember my son had asthma. He had the plan to get the boy off asthma, but the father didn't want to pull the boy off all those sweet cereal. He wanted to keep giving him what he wanted to eat. I said, well, he going to stay sick then. And don't ask me to pray for him because it's not going to help. Because people just don't want to change. I'm just astounded at it, you know. So we have to make sure we're not in that bunch. Change must move us to where we want to go. Y'all see that? That means I have a mission. I have a mission mindset. All right. Look at Ephesians. 
two, I mean four and twenty-two. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupt. These believers he's talking to. You seeing it? These believers he's talking to. This church at Ephesus, pastor by uh, Timothy, church over sixty thousand folk. They that's the way they was growing. It's just too many. The problem that the early church had, they had too many current, uh, members for the amount of pastors that was available. They was growing just that fast, and they did not put a novice up before the people. So rather than put a novice up before the people, they would just have a mature seasoned pastor do several ministries until they developed. That's where the bishop stuff come in. Actually, it started over in the book of Numbers with Eliezer. He was placed overseer over the temple and everything that was going on that that's where we get the word bishop a bishop is a overseer or a senior pastor and then that bishop was a bishop in his own local congregation and he would just have to she whoever had to go out to different ones but today you got to have four churches to be a bishop that's not scripture all right throw off your old sinful nature your former way of life which is corrupt by lust and deception instead let the spirit renew your what thoughts and what attitudes Put on your new what? Created to be like truly righteous and what? Now that's just that's just too simple, ain't it? What mission do I have in life? What is my passion in life? We need to ask ourselves this 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 our work. And I brought this uh this around on purpose. What is my mission? What mission do I have in life? What is my passion in life? What is my purpose in life? Why? What am I here for? Anybody ever ask yourself the co those questions? Now, I was in the military, backslidden, but, you know, Holy Spirit was still dealing with me. I asked, look, you know, for what? Wake up for what? It's going to be the same old thing. No, nothing. You know, I'm tired of this stuff. All this stuff that everybody going after, it's, it's boring. So why wake up in the morning? Where are you, God? <laughs> what I was saying, I don't see you nowhere. I'm living in the part of Germany I, ain't, I was in. It was known as a godless country. Because everything was legal to do. I mean, whatever sin, sin you wanted to do, it was legal. Except for killing folks and stuff like that. You know, keep it in, you know. All right, what is my passion? What is my purpose? Why am I here for? What do I want to accomplish? Where do I want to be this time next year? Now, that's a big one right there. What are, that's where planning come in. Setting goals. And we teach that in our goal session. Goals, short-term, mid-term, long-term goals. Set those goals. Get a plan. Accomplish that goal. Get uh, no plans. When you start that plan off, now you're executing it. And you put it in, in the and you work it, and that'll keep us on track. And we won't be just uh, all the spirit of God told me to do that. Well, does that agree with the plan He already gave you? Uh, well, let me go back and check. Come to find out, that was in the spirit of God. There was an urge. There was a some in the soulish realm. Because if you if we're not careful, we'll end up following our soul versus following our spirit the word of god is quick power sharp and two-edged sword it's separated between what soul and spirit joint and marrow right? right all right so there you your soul has a voice your spirit has a voice mama used to say one mind told me not to do that that was a spirit but i followed my other mind that was a soul you see so we have to be careful in that and make sure it's not some emotional thing that we're getting our urge that's not that doesn't agree with the word that the father have i'm not saying the holy spirit won't change he does change but we have to make sure that's where those changes come in being able to identify was the holy spirit changing your direction or whether satan put up a roadblock and you don't need to change you need to go through that okay 
All right, your attitude determines everything. Your attitude, here we are dealing with attitude. We did with uh, motivation, now we're on the attitude part. Attitude determines everything. What? Uh-oh. I hit the wrong button. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I get it. So attitude, yeah, I'm going to get you. <laughs> okay, uh, here we go, here we go. Attitude determines what? Your attitude will determine your. It didn't say attitude. It said aptitude. That's a different me. I know that cliche. Attitude term. Attitude determines your attitude. That's great. This, a p t i t u d e. Now what do that mean? Your who? Well, that's attitude. But a p. Huh? Your what? Your high high or achievement? Okay. Now, what do the uh, dictionary say, the English dictionary? One moment. So we're going to get this word aptitude because they're on purpose. Or what? Ability or propensity. Y'all see that? The attitude. My propensity to teach is determined upon the attitude of the congregation that I'm standing before. So based on your attitude, that is going to determine the level of my effectiveness when I begin to teach. If the atmosphere is not right, it's not gonna, it's not, I'm just not going to do what I need to do. And that's where the ministry helps. When we talk about ministry help and certain things set in order, you know, a lot of moving. That's why I be telling y'all, don't look around when somebody come in. We got it. We don't want no distractions and, you know, and all that kind of stuff because the atmosphere need to be set for the believers to be able to hear undistracted. You seeing it now? And the word to have the attention that the Holy Spirit needs. So what does it, what you get? Aptitude, a natural ability to do something. And then also, uh, it says archaic, suitability or fitness. It's still talking about what you need to get you where you're going to move up to a higher level. That attitude is going to determine it. All right, your attitude is I know what? All time, offenses is one of the chief weapons that the enemy uses to get an offense. And people who get in offense actually are immature in the word. Because Psalms 119, 165 said, They that love your teaching, instructions, and corrections will not stumble or get offended. Because I always choose the word first. <laughs> I know you didn't say that to me. They said it to you. Now what you going to do? <laughs> you know, now you're on the level that the de devil wants you on. When we get like that, we step in the flesh, and that's where he... Uh, do his stuff at your attitude is under attack. You're not motivated because your attitude is under attack. When we when we don't feel motivated. Just, it's my attitude under attack. How I'm gonna respond? Your attitude determines your aptitude. Your aptitude will give you the ability that you need to go to a higher attitude. Y'all see it? You'll be able to move up and move forward. Y'all catching this now? All right, my attitude is the prophet of my future and the speaker of my presence. So I can do some motivation stuff too. I think that motivation folks say that, right? Yeah. They don't? Okay, so we just use the word. So my attitude is the prophet of my future and the speaker of my what? Present. My attitude would tell you what soulless condition I'm in right now what I'm angry mad upset don't want to be here ready to go whatever my attitude is constantly emanating it all right and because of how I am right now I'm sowing seeds for tomorrow 
So my attitude today is determined sowing seeds or planting seeds of what's going to come up for my tomorrow or for my future. Y'all seeing it? That's why we got to get these attitudes in check today. If I want a good tomorrow, I need to have a good today. You don't have no bad today and have a good tomorrow. Well, my, well today is better than yesterday. That's what the devil telling you. The laws of seed, uh, time, and harvest say that whatever you sow, that's what's going to come up. The devil will do that back up to make us think that so we can sow more bad seed so he can come in and literally get us out there far enough where he can get us. So it's all about principle. Your attitude's untacked. You're not motivated because your attitude's untacked. Because out of the issues of what? Issues of who heart? Flows what? The issues of life. I can allow my spirit man to use my mind, will, and emotion like the intention, in, in, original intent of, of the father was. Or I can allow my emotions, my, my intellect, uh, and my uh, will, what I want to do, to be at the forefront and not let my spirit flow through it. Y'all catching it? So out of the heart, mind, will, and emotion is going to tell me whether or not I'm walking in the spirit or I'm walking in the flesh. Life is in the spirit. John 6, Yochanan 6, 63, Yeshua said, my words are spirit and they are life. Then Proverbs said, death and life is in the power of the way we use our word. They can be the word of God or they can be my words. We do have thoughts. All right. So here, here's the scripture here. Uh, Proverbs 4:23. keep your what? That's talking about the soul. The spirit man is just like the father, righteous and holy. So he said, keep your heart with all what? Yeah. Diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. Ephesians 4.23 and be renewed in the spirit of your what? Mind. Now, uh, New Living Translation says, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Y'all see that? Yes. Let the spirit, born again spirit, renew your thoughts and my what? Attitude, my present personality that you see is going to be the flesh or the spirit at all times all times no in-betweens your attitude yeah the attitude you accept is what you what what you are and what else where you are the attitude i accept is what i notice it said accept right because i can always change that thing i can pull down second uh, corinthians uh, 10 and 5 i can pull down vain imaginations attitudes every thought that does not agree with the word he said every thought and bring it subject to the word because the father thoughts will agree with his word that's why he said bring every thought i mean every last one of them make them agree with the word if it does not agree with the word get rid of it all right now your attitude you accept is what you are where you are it's amazing how many people can do what allow what other folks to do what that's amazing, isn't it? Yes. One bad apple. <laughs> That's because of weakness, of gullibility, being gullible. You are leaders. You set the standard. You don't follow what's said. You set it. You are the one that's making a stand and going against the crowd. Okay? You're the one that get in the crowd and change the crowd. The crowd don't change you. You change the crowd. If the crowd is listening to Jay-Z, you go in there and put you some Ron, uh, Ron Canole on or some Paul Wilbur on. And it's okay, y'all listen to that. I'm just going to put my headphones on. What you listen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we probably shouldn't be. Yeah, you probably shouldn't if you say you saved. You're really giving a bad testimony right now. 
instead of, oh yeah, I, yeah, okay, we just be like, we become Romans, you know. Take the scripture all out of context. We just, you know, when you're in Rome, do what Rome do. And when you're in Greece, do what the Greeks do. Uh, when you're in Germany, do what the Germans do. You're going to be kind of pretty messed up. Drunk, carrying sexual transmitted diseases, <laughs> you know, sick and everything else. That's not scripture. That is not right. It's been taken out of context. Let me know when I get three. It's amazing how many people can allow others to affect their attitude. It's the attitude that you accept is the attitude that will propel you to do what? To greater things or hold you back. Attitude, even in the work area. I, I tell him all the time, Demetrius, he work around me a lot. I tell him all the time. I, I can deal with somebody with a right attitude. You might not have skill, but you got a right attitude. I can work with you. I, I really can. But that, that them old self entitlement. You know, you you don't know how to pick up a hammer, but you want me to pay you. Man, been doing this stuff twenty years more than I'm paying him. You got the wrong attitude. You need to go. And out there, I don't play. No, you need to go. I, I appreciate you, but you need to go. You got a right. Oh, you want me to call somebody? I'm smiling, but I'm for real. But you need to go. And if they don't get that, I go military, Tim. I ain't cuss nobody yet, but they know when I raise my voice, they don't never see me do that. When I raise my voice and I'm very direct, you need to step. That's what you need to do. That attitude, that old funky attitude, stanky attitude. I don't like people with stanky attitudes. I'm going to let you know that, all right? All right, so don't y'all, y'all don't like people with stanky attitudes neither. Because it's not that important. We, I'm not that important. That everything got to rotate around my world and the way I think and stuff like that. You know how you can be doing something, somebody else get all lifted up and they want to do something different, want to show their little ring? Okay. All right. It's the attitude, it's the attitude that will propel. Somebody say propel. Propel or go back. Here's the last one we're going to do today. All right. That's why it's not always good to listen to millenniums young people it's not always good to listen to what everybody got to say just because they ain't matter of fact if they my age and I'm 18 they don't know nothing like I don't know nothing yeah they're the same age that's what you're saying it just I'm going to let it set in okay. I never have been like that I always listen and my dad was 20 years older than my mom couldn't tell it by looking at him and so I was put in a area of being around men of that age because he had men friends and stuff he would take me around and stuff like that and I would sit and I would let my barber cut three generations hair I would listen to him I never did listen to nobody my age or close I figured they been there about as long as I have and they really whatever they know they don't really know it know it I want to talk to these guys and been all the way through there maybe a couple times and got it right <laughs> and can put you in just talk to you like Mr. James up there on 18 I used to go to just talk to him just wisdom, Mr. Paul, my barber. Just talk. he tell me about my dad and everything, stuff I didn't know. Just just listen to him, you know, and learning things. So when I talk to people, you know, let me move on. That's why it's not a good listen to everybody. We got numbers thirteen thirty. <laughs> Y'all thinking too much on that one. Then Caleb or Caleb quieted the people before Moshe and said, "What? Let's go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to do what? Attitude is like a what?" Come on. Come on, tell somebody. I think I feel something coming on. Touch your neighbor and tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. Get your t-shirt. 
I would like to have that t-shirt. Attitude is like a flat tire. You can't get anywhere. Somebody say anywhere, anywhere. until you change it. Okay, we're going to uh, stop right there. I'm going to check my time because I want to share that. Okay, I want to share that. And uh, they got some donuts and orange juice for, for you all that want to get charged up like the Energizer Bunny.